This week's episode is brought to you by the Talkbuster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chipman and a guest reminisce of their time working for Blockbuster. Now, even if you've never worked for a Blockbuster, I guarantee you'll find the stories both hilarious and relatable. One of my personal favorite stories was when he had a guest retelling his time of working at a porn shop the day before Christmas when they were just packed to the gills. So listen to the Talkbuster podcast on all your favorite platforms today. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich. How are you doing today, Ulrich? Not gonna lie, kind of creeped out by the NPR voice. <laughs> I don't know, it's fun to do. So, before we get into it, let's do our uh, patron sound off. These are the people who make uh, this timeline a little less dark. They are... Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Reed D, and Arthur Arthur Crane, and Kevin Vahey. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. Now, if you'd like to become a patron, just head on over to our Patreon, Geeks with Shields. It'll only cost you 25 cents an episode, and it goes a long way towards helping us with this podcast. So, today we're doing a, uh, a loose discussion on a show that Ulrich and I used to have interest in. Right, Ulrich? I think we all did. This, this was a great show. I'm glad I'm sad it's gone. We're gonna talk about Deadliest Warrior, the epitome of the mid 2000, uh, the late 2000s, which you could argue was kind of the prototype for something like Death Battle. I'd also argue that Animal Faceoff was the prototype for Deadliest Warrior, but that's just me. So we we did a whole we did a buckler talking about why we love verses and why that appeals to us on such a base level. Yeah, I don't know, it's the classic schoolyard argument, obviously. Yep. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Deadliest Warrior was a show on Spike TV. I'm not even sure if that's a network anymore, but mm. it was the network for men, whatever that meant. Again, Ugh. mid to late 2000s, they were a time, uh, all about making ancient warriors fight each other and using science to determine a winner. Because, of course, what they would do is they'd bring in an expert, uh, quote unquote, on each fighter or each fighter type. They would go through and gather data. They would actually test their weapons on you know, gel bodies and, and things like that. Then they would uh, coalesce the data into a simulation that would run a thousand fights because any warrior could theoretically beat any other warrior given the right circumstances. So we're trying to find a, like, in most situations kind of thing. So they'd do a thousand fights. They'd come out with a base answer. And then they'd get some actors together to, uh, you know, act out what a fight between the two might look like, ending with the one who won a majority of the thousand fights winning. That was the whole show. <laughs> it was do you, fun. Do you remember what the first one was? I don't remember what the first one was. First one was Apache versus Gladiator, one of the most mismatched fights of the series. That was the first one, really? That was the first one. I don't even remember that one, really. So. Yeah, Gladiator hmm. got destroyed because he had no ranged combat, and the Apache was, you know, ridiculously deadly in close combat with his knife fighting. It, yeah. it was, it was, it was not a, it was not a good pairing. <laughs> Man, looking at the season one already, like, most of the beginning was very not good pairings. So, like, except for one exception. The first season, there's a there's a lot of change between the first and second season. And then the second to third season, I think they finally nailed it. Yeah, but, like, episode two was Viking versus Samurai, which was pretty well matched. Because Samurai had the advantage of technology, but Vikings actually used a shield. So, like I Samurai, still have issues with that one. That one makes me angry. 
Yeah, but to me, that's there's this thing when you study, you know, history that's like the the samurai had 400 years of technology on the Vikings, the the ones that they're being pitted up against, and that that matters, <laughs> you know. They gave the Viking the wrong ranged weapon. If you're giving him the best, he should at least have a short bow, not a spear. I suppose that's that's another thing too that we'd argue about sometimes is are this is this meant to be your typical warrior of this type or is this meant to be the best version of the warrior of this type i always took it as best okay by that argument i remember they they had the vikings ranged weapon be throwing spears which yes is against the yumi bow yeah which that that was i mean a viking would have used a, a regular hunting bow because that's the thing is most vikings used basically tool an axe was the most common weapon but anyway yeah i, I get that but the even if they had that, still the the samurai Yumi bow is a much better designed bow. Their armor was better designed. They're, they just they had 400 years. The of reason it bugged me though is it came down to three kills. It was a three kill difference. I don't remember it being that close. I remember because this one stuck with me forever because I went, no, this is not right because you did not give the Viking his optimal. You're rate. incorrect. You're incorrect about that. The the difference was. Viking kills, 478. Samurai, 522. Still close, but not three kills. <laughs> Still, if they had given him a bow, I think the Viking would have won. And it mm. bugged me forever. That one still remains my favorite one because it was the first time everyone used to go on about how great the katana was. Everyone loves the katana. They even made a point that the samurai was like, oh, the deadliest in the katana. And the well, Viking in fairness, the katana from, a, from an engineering standpoint is like one of the best designed weapons but it is still a slashing weapon, and and ringmail is specifically designed to repel slashing weapons. Yes, because the Viking guys, experts, knew that because they put the chainmail on the dummy and said, okay, cut this. And the samurai guy got up and hit it, and nothing happened, and there was just smugs all around like, yes, thank you. Yeah. No, again, as someone who's took material engineering in college, like, the katana is a wonderfully well-constructed, like, item, but it is a slashing weapon. And it's not gonna put up. It's not gonna be up against you know mail. It can't cut through mail. So yeah, you want to cut through mail? You need like a spear because that's gonna get right in between the the rings essentially. No. And then there's my other favorite episode. Probably my favorite episode. And Spartan versus Ninja, which was well, one of the most dumb, the, one-sided, shouldn't have happened fights. Most thing that uh, people had. We were like that. That show came out at the height of. Like ninja and piratiness in school. Well, I remember we that. all kind of the pirate so. ninja argument consumed everything for some dumb reason. We were all obsessed with figuring out who would win between a pirate and a ninja. But the funny thing is that uh, while neither of them are warriors per se, the pirate's still more of a warrior because he's a raider. But a ninja was never a warrior ever. A ninja is an assassin. A ninja is not going to fight you in one on one. He's going to run away, wait till you're asleep come back and slit your throat because a ninja is effective but not a warrior a spartan is a hardened battle warrior this, that's why it was a joke it's because in this in this deadliest warrior matchup there's no running away and coming back later <laughs> again i you know i have no yeah. hatred for ninjas but it's just recognize the strength of the thing like why it's cool is because assassins function differently like the reason they are cool is because they were assassins not they were not warriors those are these are different concepts that's what the samurai were for i think this was one of the most one-sided victories in the show's entire history i'm pretty sure it was i can pull up the numbers right now let's see it was i just loved 653 to 347 yeah 
So I was actually uh, more close than I remember it being, but yeah. It's still. <laughs> and then and then they did Pirate versus Knight, and I remember that, that one being that was being hilarious. Well, no, it it didn't piss me off. If you remember correctly, it pissed you off because you thought that they had uh, misdone the blunderbuss because it had like 352 kills. But then I did the math with you, like just doing a light like base assumption, and it came out to like 330. And you, that's the conversation we had. No, I remember. I was curious if they calculated for misfires, and they did. Yeah, totally. All right, let's talk about one of the most controversial ones of season one, which I still remember years after this series ended, Shaolin Monk versus Maori Warrior. See, to me, that was, oh, again, dumb. So, Especially because the well, Shaolin Monk has so much uh, unknown about them. And, and Shaolin Monk, you know what? I'm going to stop because Shaolin Monks are one of those things that I feel like unless you've been to Shaolin Temple, talking about it is, is dangerous. You go ahead. <laughs> I think it pissed everybody off. The, I remember this because people got mad about this one. It's like the Maori warrior should have won. The only reason the Shaolin won was because of the hook swords. Take away the hook swords, he wouldn't have won as many of you wouldn't have gotten any kills. And my response always was, it's like, well, one, you can't take out someone's arsenal, but fine, let's do that. They didn't have any me- way to measure, you know, the kung fu skills and his ability to fight hand to hand. So you work with what you have. You know, it's funny, going back and looking at all of these, uh, season two and season three, I think I really only watched season one. I watched a couple of episodes of season two. I don't think I watched any of season three, because they got really weird. They were really stretching for, uh... So, really quick, before I go on to that, I also really loved when they did the, they did the, uh, Spetsna versus, I think, the IRA or something, which Green was... Green Beret. It was well, no, they did Spetsna versus... versus like special Fourth. No, they the, did that no, first. No, Taliban... And the Taliban fought the IRA. No, no. Ulrich, oh, you mean KGB those... versus CIA? No, Ulrich, they did that first. Then at the end of the season, they did the modern match. And the modern match was like the IRA versus the Spetsna. And it was hilarious. I'm looking at the list right now. It says IRA versus Taliban. Season yes. Season one, episode nine. Go to You're saying Spetsnas. 10.2. Look at 10.2. Okay. Season two is... No, it's season one. It's episode 10, season one, the modern match. They took the two winners of the modern ones. Uh, IRA oh, the won final, against the Taliban. finale. Yeah. IRA won against Taliban. Spetsnaz won against Green Beret. So it was Spetsna versus IRA. You're right. That was... Yeah, that was... They took Jeez. the... They matched up the best. Sorry, I don't have it in the list. I couldn't see it. But yes, I remember. That what was... What was, was funny... Anti-terrorist that- force fights a terrorist organization yes that's all i wanted to get to was because like the spetsno won 736 to 264 one of the most completely one-sided because yeah you put an anti-terrorist force against a terrorist group here's what happens (laughs) yeah that was kind of a downfall of season one they didn't have a lot of modern matchups well the ancient uh matchup between samurai versus spartan was also pretty cool that was their like oh best ancient warrior and well spartans have shields so but I will say that uh, as far as modern goes, I did literally like the CIA versus KGB one. I know it was less warrior versus warrior and more spy group versus spy group, but it was really fun to watch. Yeah. No, I'm looking through the list. Uh, what's really good one from season two? Season two, they started doing the, they included X factors, which was, you know, things like special skills that you can't exactly measure for, or, you know, they, they were always vague what the X factor was, but like, this is a factor of the culture that we need to, you know, take in. Well, they also started adding in individuals, not just warriors. Like they had Jesse James versus Al Capone, which was a really weird 
it was just really weird. It was cool to see like stats on, hey, if you got a like a real gunslinger, they can like pull up that gun and fire in like a fourth of a second, you know. Yeah. But it was just a weird decision, you know. Well, that was season three. Then they switched almost all like famous people against various ones. My favorite one would be probably Genghis Khan versus Hannibal, <sighs> or George Washington versus Napoleon. Uh, I just. See, this, this one the show was at its best when it was dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really liked the – well, similar to how in Death Battle, I really like seeing the breakdown of statistics more than the actual fight. The fight's usually like, you know, take it or leave it. It could be cool. But I like seeing like, oh, what does this mean they can do? What does this mean they can do? And so in season one when it was actual ancient warriors and seeing like what their weapons accomplished, like that was really, you know, neat. And then by the time you get to season three and you're doing pretty much exclusively just – straight up regular people theodore roosevelt versus lawrence of arabia what does that even i don't what does that mean i that's more for the history buffs it's like who who would win that one and you did get a bit of the testing and also you know this was commanders this is when they wanted to see well who's a better commander and who's you know more capable of winning fights and leaders and i mean it does end with probably the most ridiculous season ending possible in vampires versus zombies you mean series ending that killed the series well the budget killed the series like how they came out and said it got way too expensive yeah that's too bad but that i remember that being like that is dumb <laughs> fictional yeah. entities. the show was not made for that I'm, i mean again i love death battle so i love seeing fictional entities fight but it was just that deadliest warrior hadn't branded itself as that so when that came out it was like that's Stupid. So <laughs> I agree. Now, the one thing I do remember about that was really cool was they had to figure out well, how strong is a zombie. And they went, well, if you remove all the safety, you know, marks that are in the human body to keep us from hurting ourselves, then the human body becomes equivalent to like a bodybuilder in raw force of what it can put out. And watching three bodybuilders just shred a body was really kind of, wow, that that's terrifying. As a side note, did you ever watch Animal Face Off? Yeah, I remember Animal Face-Off. I want we'll these shows back. Yeah, maybe I we'll talk about that sometime. But and I want Animal Face-Off back because there's just – there it's missing. We don't have this popcorn, as I guess the best way to describe it. I don't want to discourage it. But well, as we've established, uh, Death Battle is the closest thing right now, and it's – you know, it's fun, but it's also a very different – it's fulfilling a different niche than what Deadliest Warrior, I feel like, was trying to fill. I remember – Deadliest Warrior came out on Thursday nights, and I had a friendly poker game on Friday nights. So every Friday night, we'd be sitting around going, there's no way the Shaolin Monk beats the Maori Warrior. You are crazy. Of course he beats it. And that's what was fun about this, was the discussions afterwards. And as a history guy, I loved it. But to hear my other friends who weren't history people would go and go, no, 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 no. I read the 1036. This guy was like, holy shit, you're actually reading history. Well, yeah, because I want to you know, tell you why you're wrong about this. And I love anything that sparks educated discussions like that. Yeah. I and I, that's that. why I want it back. I mean, history is important. History is overlooked. And if I need, you know, people going, all right, this is a fall cut and this is what it can do to, you know, a pig, skull, a pig body, which is representative of an animal. And that leads people to go on and study, you know, say the Persian invasion. Sweet. By the way, the Persian invasion is not what you people think it is. <laughs> I realized that after I said that the, the wrong people might think the wrong thing. No. Talking about the invasion of Greece with Leonidas and the Greeks and the Spartans, and there uh, you are. We're just going to trot around that one. Getting dangerous close to fascist territory. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't really have anything else to say about Deadliest Warrior. It's just one of those kind of interesting 
things of our of our history or our a child is not the right it's word. A, I wasn't a child at the time, but no, I was late. That was adolescent, early adulthood. It was a fun show that gets a lot of people kind of you know laughing. It was so dumb. Yeah, it was, but it was fun, and it was dumb in the way that MythBusters was dumb. And we all love MythBusters. Yeah. I just kind of wonder if it appeared on Discovery, if we would have you know looked back on it more fondly than it being on Spike, the channel we all just kind of point and laugh at, going, "Who was that even for?" On that positive note, <laughs> Auric, what platforms are we on? Well, we are currently on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If we are not on a platform of your choice, let us know because we want to be where you are. Thank you for listening. Be sure to do all those things like liking, sharing, subscribing, and you know whatnot. Uh, let us know if you found this interesting. Did what was your favorite or most heinous, deadliest warrior thing? Do you even remember the show? Tell us about it. As always, this has been. Axel Wright and his shield brother, Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable. <laughs>